Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole, a podcast for creators. Whether you are a streamer on Twitch, YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming, you have to have gear. You have to brand yourself. You have to market yourself, but you're not done yet. Obviously, probably one of the most important parts is you have to create content, brand new original content. Let's get into it. streamer or content creator and you're serious about success you need to join the creators hub a discord community for all streamers and content creators to learn how to improve skills get advice and grow what they offer is an opportunity to collab with other creators a self-promotion channel welcoming and friendly community great advice and tips from other streamers a variety of channels and so much more so join the creators hub today a discord community before we get started, I want to remind everybody once again that I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 p.m. on Twitch TV under the name Morph Games. That's M-R-R-P-H Games. And you can always check out the video version of the podcast and other videos I upload on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash morphine, M-R-R-P-H-E-E-N. When you're live streaming, you generally need to create an outline of what you want to talk about. Now... You're going to have a few different topics because so when you're live streaming honestly you're going to be talking for an hour two hours or more and you know you can't possibly script all that out so what you need to do is you need to at least put an outline of what you want to talk about with maybe some bullet points underneath each of those of those sections so that you kind of can keep yourself on track as you're going through and you don't end up like rambling or repeating everything you said when you are doing it as part of a pre-recorded video, you also want to create some notes for yourself. However, the type of notes that you create are going to differ based on how you want to present that content to people. You can just go freestyle off the top of your head. You can create a basic outline with maybe a couple bullets. You can try to memorize everything or you can script it all out and read it off a teleprompter. There's some significant differences in, in the four of those. Now, I, I, talk, I touched on it a little bit, but let me go into a little more detail. When you're coming off the top of your head, you typically are going to have a lot more pauses in how you, how you deliver it. Your eye contact is kind of darting all over the place, at least not until you get maybe a little more experience. But even then, you're still going to kind of be wandering a lot around a little bit with your gaze. But this kind of style is, I feel, potentially the most engaging because it's just natural it just flows natural it doesn't sound robotic at all and you're able to respond a lot better for instance if i had people asking me questions right now what i could do is during a freestyle kind of off the top of the head delivery i could respond to a question in real time much easier than if i had it fully scripted so there's the benefit and another benefit of doing it freestyle like this is easier to kind of get in that flow and kind of just deliver that message. And it also requires the least amount of time when you're doing your prep. 
because you're you're not writing it word for word i will get into what that's like a little bit later but you're not writing it word for word which saves you a lot of that upfront time other than just writing that outline the second style is when you are just doing an outline then this one you're going to write down the big topics you want you want to deliver and you're going to have a few bullets underneath that or things that you want to kind of relate to people just to keep you on track it doesn't it requires a little more time than doing it freestyle because you actually are writing something down but not as much time as fully scripting it because you aren't writing word for word what you're doing the delivery is going to be similar to what it is like when you're just freestyling it because you don't have every word written down but you're also kind of guaranteeing to an extent that you are going to not repeat yourself. The benefits of that are it's less time than scripting it and you're able to keep yourself on track. On the downside, yeah, it does take a little more time than if you're just going completely freestyle. The third option is memorization. If you're like me where you memorization just is, it's just not gonna work out. Even if I'm doing a pre-recorded video, um, maybe I can memorize a couple lines, but then I got to stop looking at it and, and start it up again. And that just requires a lot of editing time. So memorization is okay, but it needs to be something that's short. In, in my opinion, it needs to be something that's short. And the fourth style is where you're reading enough a teleprompt. I do truly love doing that. Uh, the problem that I have with reading off a teleprompter is that until you kind of get practiced at it and not just the script that you're reading, but the process of reading off of a teleprompter, you can come off a little wooden, you know, just a little robotic. If you're using a remote with a teleprompter, which is a very common way to do it, you have to get the speed that it's kind of come down. You have to understand how the remote works. So you, if you get a little too far ahead, you're reading a little faster than it is, you gotta speed it up. If you scroll a little too far, you have to be able to go back quickly. You have to understand how to use it. So it adds a little bit of complexity because now you have some device, whether it's your phone, whether it's a remote that you're holding, you have to have some extra device to help you get through that. Now, also on the negative side is it takes by far the longest amount of time to set up because what you're doing is you're writing almost word for word what you plan on delivering. It definitely takes a lot of time to script it. And then once you do get it all perfect, throw it on the teleprompter, and then you get to practice your pace. Once you get that down, there is no other style that you're gonna sound as good in. They're just hands down, reading it off a teleprompter, there's no other style that you will sound as good in, specifically around getting your message across and making perfect eye contact. You're making perfect, perfect eye contact because you're reading it off of a teleprompter that is right in front of your camera. So that's a little bit about the delivery. If you do a lot of just chatting type streams like I do, you probably thought about starting your own podcast. I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast is one of the best decisions I've ever made, but it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. Well, that's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good, they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprout will help you get your podcast onto every major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You also get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat, drink, and breathe it. 
to start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card. Follow the link in the show notes. Just let Buzzsprout know we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. So let's break down the three components of creating your creating your content. First is the hook. The hook. The hook is important whether you're doing live creation or you're doing video, pre-recorded video, but it is definitely more important when you're doing a pre-recorded video because you're going to be able to catch their attention if as long as you can deliver the message of what they're going to see within 15 to 30 seconds max you do not want a hook that's going to be longer than 30 seconds for multiple reasons but the primary reason being that people's attention span just isn't going to be that long to determine whether they want to watch you talk about something or whether they don't um, and another good reason to keep it 15 seconds or less on your hook is because if you watched my marketing video last time, you know that I advocate when you upload a video to YouTube, throwing a few bucks behind it in like an advertising program like Google ads or Sprizzy. And when you do it through Google ads, which is my preferred way of doing it, you want to do a, a non-skippable pre-roll ad play before someone else's videos you typically get five plus seconds or so um, before they can hit that skip button so you have to try to hook them in that five to 15 seconds try to do something in the five seconds that's really going to get their attention but don't make it any more than 15 seconds you're just you're going to lose them you have such a short window try to get somebody's attention when you're doing a live stream like this uh the concept of a hook is a little foreign uh, mainly because you know you go live and there might just be a few people who are there when you first go on and then the numbers start picking up as you're going along the stream because a lot of people just aren't really gonna get onto your channel as soon as you go live so you know the concept of a hook is a little rough where you could actually use the hook though, right? Because if you know you're gonna upload this to another platform, is you're gonna write your hook maybe beforehand and then use that hook, maybe like make a real short video and post that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, with just that hook and kind of get them, uh, people interested in what you're gonna talk about, maybe they're gonna come. All right, so that's the hook. So, and then the bulk of what you're doing is that actual content. And again, we talked about it being outlined, you know, your content, you need to make it like you would make a story with a beginning, a middle and an end beginning, a middle and an end. Make sure it's organized. When I do a live, as much as I have my notes on what I want to talk about and the order that I want to talk into talk about it, and inevitably I'm going to end up repeating myself because, you know, it's not all written down word for word. I'm like, wait, did I just say that? Or I'm gonna go into detail about something and then I'm gonna get on a tangent that wraps me back around to something I talked about 20 minutes ago. And that just means I have to go and do more editing and, and cut that out or chop up what I said and make it kind of fit together in a more linear timeline. So you wanna be cognizant of that fact too. So that's your content. Now, the last part is your call to action. So that is where you're telling the viewer and this is whether it's live or pre-recorded. You're going to say, hey, if you like what you watch, please like and subscribe or, you know, check out this other video. Now, 
your call to action is usually something that people will say is goes at the end but if you are recording a video and you reference something that maybe you talked about in another video you can reference it by having a card pop up like on the upper left hand side of the screen um, saying another video that's another kind of call to action three components three components to your content creation script book your content and your call to action if you enjoyed the show have questions or topics you'd like covered in future episodes let us know in the comments or send us a message and we're always appreciative of any support for the show that allows us to bring you more high quality content and as always work hard do good and stay safe